All right, and we are back. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Maxwell, a.k.a. The Dot Connector. And if this is your first time visiting, um, essentially what I do is connect the dots so we can see the big picture, right? And today's video, uh, podcast, I'm going to title it, uh, He Who Is Without Sin Cast the First Stone, a.k.a. Daddy Daughter Chronicles. So, boom. I'm, I'm taking my daughter to school, uh, which I do every day. And this is our time to, you know, check in and, and rap for about, we got about five to eight minutes to kind of get it in just so I can see where she's at, right? So we're talking about something and uh, she says to me, she says something to me like, and it's funny, let me just sidebar, it's like for parents or people that are, giving, are, are thinking about becoming parents or who, who will eventually be parents, you know, the interesting thing about being uh, about being a parent, if you're paying attention, is that your children will reflect elements of you back to yourself, good and bad, right? So your children are like a mirror. Your parents and your children are the three-way mirror that's in the tailor shop. <laughs> the one in front of you is you looking, looking at yourself, and then you got future, which is your parents, and then you got the past, uh, uh, which is your, no, no, I'm sorry, the future, which is your children, and then you got the past, which is your parents. So this is the metaphorical three-way mirror. If you watch my videos, you listen, follow me, you know I use a lot of metaphors. So boom, the three-way mirror when you become a parent is you got your parents, uh, which is the past, and then you got your children, which is the future, right? So you get to course correct and be like, damn, I meant to teach you that, but that right there, I'm not really feeling that. Let me get that up off you and uh, reprogram it. So boom, my daughter hits me with a, she was talking about uh, not haters specifically, but she was saying that she she was talking about she don't like groupies, right? And like people that were uh, that get starstruck over something, so uh, over people, you know, famous people or whatever. And you know, I was talking to her about it, you know, somebody I know or whatever. We were talking, and this person is kind of you know, a little bit more famous side. And, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't really realize how, how famous my man was or what he had did because I don't, I don't know him that way. And, and aside of that, I, I just have never been that type of person myself that it mattered to me. Like, it's interesting if you meet somebody uh, that you admire, you looked up to, you might want to talk to him or whatever like that, but it ain't really never been no groupie thing, you know, with me. And then, so here's my daughter, right? And so she was like, yeah, daddy, I don't really like groupies or people that only like, you know, treat you differently because you're so-and-so. Or she, matter of fact, she didn't say I don't like. She said I hate. And hate is a powerful word, a powerful word, right? And it got your man to thinking, right? So I was like, on one instance, I feel her. Because I'm like, I feel you. I'm the same way. I, I don't like when people like switch up when they find out who you are right so you know it, it, it's two situations um i can tell a quick story about is that i used to be a master at holding grudges right <laughs> like like <laughs> i can remember what you did to me in 89 on the 4th at 10 a.m and be like yep he's on the list and i was telling her you know i had this one situation uh, where this chick said something to me, it was kind of demeaning before she like understand like everything that I do or whatever. And she was like, 
you know, I thought you were a bum. I thought you just did whatever, right? And then she see me in another light, and she saw what I could do, and then she kind of groupied out on it, like, oh, I didn't know you could do all that. And, and then so my thing, back in my old self, I hold a grudge against her because she judged the book by the actual cover. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like a dude walking around in a policeman outfit and getting mad when people come to him telling him about crime. So this was just my under-evolved Dallas before I got my butterfly wings. This was still in the caterpillar stage of my consciousness, right? So I was telling her, yeah, I feel you. I used to be like that too. And I used to actually punish people for their perception because in my mind, I felt like people should know stuff that there would be no way that they could know. And I went as far to tell my daughter that I'm like that too, but this is what I learned. I said, you know, I remember um, I remember when I was in cosmetology school, get my license uh, to, to become a barber. I literally wrote in one of my textbooks, I hate people. Like I wrote it. I wrote, I wrote, it was on the first page. You know, the white part of the book where you could put your name or something. Dallas writes, I hate people, right? And the funny thing about it is that I'm at a point in my life right now where I love people. And I love people because I love myself. And when I hated people, what I really hated was the part of myself that I see in people, right? So our life is a reflection of our thoughts, our beliefs, and our paradigm. Whatever you see in the world ain't really what you see, but it's what you see in yourself. I said that quick. You could process that one later. So boom, she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, daddy, because I hate when people da, 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 da. And I said, well, I, I said that to her. I said, you really hate what you don't like in yourself that you can identify in people, right? Now, let me tie it into uh, tie it into the Jesus story. Now, and anybody that follows me and have been watching me, you know that I'm not a religious person. Um, I would consider myself a spiritual person. And just if you're ever wondering what the difference is, and I broke this down to my mother-in-law the other day just to just to just to to put it in context. Spirituality to religion is what education is to school, meaning you can achieve and find spirituality through religion. But because you're religious does not mean you're spiritual. The same way you can get an education through school, but because you went to school does not mean you're educated. That's the tool I explain it to it and break it down. However, I'm a student of nature. I'm a student of code. I'm a student of principle. I'm a builder and I deal with laws. So I don't care where the principle comes from. If Jesus said it, Muhammad said it, Rico or Tyrone, the dope fiend said it. I don't care. The principle is the principle process and principle. So boom. He who's without sin cast the first stone. And see, one of the things I do with my children, and this is why I had to bring it to the people, uh, because of her reaction to what to how I rolled it out, is when my kids are being ridiculous or they're working against themselves, and when I say working against themselves, when they're imploring a philosophy that is at cross purposes with what they desire. You know what I'm saying? So as an example, my daughter said to the other day, said to me the other day, she's like, Daddy, I wanna lose, I wanna lose weight. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to know what what to do, right? And she seemed type of frustrated. I don't know if she's getting a little heavy. I don't know if it's post-Rona and she's just a little chunky or somebody must have said something at school, maybe cracked on her. I don't know where the origin of her feeling like that and saying it to me was. And so me and my, we were in the room. My wife's in the bed. I'm chilling. I'm talking. Right? And she's like, Daddy, I want to lose weight or whatever. I said, you're going to hate the answer. 
She's like, well, she started acting like whatever she does, right? I said, the answer is simple, and it's the answer to everything in your life. She's like, oh, here we go again. My dad's about to hit me with a speech and a parable. I'm not in the mood for it. I want the skinny pill, Daddy. I don't really want to learn nothing. She didn't say that verbatim, but that's how she's acting, right? So I said, boom. If you want to lose weight or do anything, it's going to come down to one component, and that's your choices. She's like, oh, man, I don't want to hear that. So, I mean, when you're ready to make the choices to do something different, then you'll have something different. It's a formula. It ain't no rocket science out here. So, boom, moving on. We came back to the, to the uh, I hate groupies thing on 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 the ride to uh to school, right? And I said, watch this. This is what happens, right? So back in the day, um, and and and, and let me preface it like this: is I explained to her, I said, sweetheart, as evolved beings, and I always teach my kids, I'm like, with knowledge, can come power. But with power, it has to be accompanied by um, responsibility, right? So if you have the knowledge and you gain the power, you must accompany it with responsibility. I always say you either learn from a lesson or you are the lesson. And if you ain't learning the lesson, you probably are the lesson. And so that's the kind of money, a fool and his money shall soon part. If, If you can't handle it and you're not built for it, you won't keep it. If you gain the power that you did not deserve, you will lose it because you don't have the responsibility to maintain it, right? So I'm breaking the principle down to her, and I was like, uh, and she's like, yeah, I hate people, but I said, Raven, see, you can't really hate people um, for where they're at in their process. We're all ignorant as hell to different degrees and different levels, and we all have different rates of discovery. And your process, you got to work your process like how I got to work my process. You get to it when you get to it. You got to go through it to get to it. And everybody's at different paces on the field, right? You might be at the five-yard line. Your man might be at the 10-yard line. Somebody might be in the 15-yard line. Somebody might be in the locker room decide if they want to play the game or not. Somebody's in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? We're all at different, we're all at different phases in our trajectory, in our evolution as people. So we got to respect the journey. Just like we want respect for our journey, we got to respect the other journey. And I said, how you treat people is secretly how you treat yourself. So when you don't have compassion for people, you secretly don't have compassion for yourself. So I'm trying to show her the the metaphorical mirror so she could see what's going on. So I was like, I was like, so you can't hate people because they're not where you're at in a particular area of understanding. You got to be patient with people the same way you would want people to be patient with you. In other words, you got to give it how you want to get it, and you can't break that law. So I said, I said, boom, let me tell you a story. So, you know, so according to the Bible, and this is a Bible story, and I don't know what scripture it is. My religious people, Christians, y'all probably could tell me Matthew or whatever, you know, where it's at in the Bible. But for me, again, it's the principle, it's the code of it, right? So, I, so like I was saying earlier, when I teach my kids, I, I teach them in stories that are funny so they can see their own ridiculousness. And I don't know, maybe it's my mom in the, in the theater or, or where I got it from, but this is my way how I teach my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like my son, he start crying or he gets mad at some stuff. I flip it around and I make it be a story or like maybe a little skit that's funny and then he starts laughing and seeing the ridiculousness on his own instead of me showing him yo you're ridiculous i show i i get him to choose and see how he's ridiculous through the story so boom i hit it with a he who's without stint cast the first stone so i was like so there's a story right and they had this person uh that had done something wrong right and it was time for them to be punished (laughs) 
And to the casual observer or to those, the layman that understood it, this dude was guilty of X and therefore deserved Y, whatever the situation was. And, and, how, I, and how I broke it down to her, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I don't even know if this is how it happened. You know, some of my Christian buddies can actually read the scripture. Maybe I talked to my brother or something and tell me exactly what the scripture are, but this is how I experienced the scripture in order to be able to convey the lesson that I was trying to convey to my daughter. So boom, I was like, you know, we're in the circle, right? We got my man, Geppetto or Jacob or whoever the dude was that needed to be stoned for whatever reason. Cause he violated some law or some crime. Right. And everybody's ready to stone him. And in my story, I made it seem like Jesus was excited about it. He's like, all right, boom, let's get him. You got your rocks. Yeah, I got mad rocks. I got pointy rocks. I got round rocks. My man over there's got a boulder. He's thinking about, about throwing a stump. He's got a pole over there. We're ready to, we're ready to, to enact some justice. Right. So Jesus is like, all right, bet let's get him. First person go. He who is without sin, cast a stone. And everybody was like, yeah, whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 let's get him. Let's get him. Let, let, like, he deserves it. Like, yeah, we're going to make him pay, right? So so he who is without sin, cast the first stone. And everybody's like, whoa, 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 man. Why you put it like that? He's like, no, 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 no. It's all good. Let's get him. Let's get him. And so I'm telling her the story, and she's cracking up. And here's the takeaway, right? Here's what the big homie was trying to teach the people. And I'm like, you know, you know, one liners and like lyrics. I mean, he who is without sin cast the first stone. I mean, you want to talk about bars. If I was going to create a rap group back in the day, I would want Jesus to be with me in the group with me because I was like, damn bars. So. Here's the point. And this is what I explained to her, and I didn't even have to explain it to her. But she because she got the ridiculousness of if you want the permission to punish, persecute, prosecute another person, have that same energy with your own violations. And when you don't do that because you won't do that, then you will realize the level of compassion you should have for your fellow man, which is what you should have for yourself. Like I talk all the time. I said, I'm not a man. I'm mankind because I feel everything. I'm connected to everything. The best lessons that I ever learned was not from people teaching me, but when I became people. So he who was without sins cast the first stone is essentially Correct my man when you got straight A's. <laughs> and ain't nobody got straight A's because it ain't no juice in casting the stone of the guilty man if you yourself are guilty. So she's cracking up the whole time and I know that she will never forget that principle because of how she learned it. Like she saw all the people around ready to thing, and then they started getting not as excited <laughs> because once, once Jesus read them the terms and conditions, then ain't nobody want to check the box. <laughs> then nobody, then nobody want to sign off on it. So here's the moral of the story, right? Whatever you're pissed off at about people or something that's going on outside of you externally, it ain't about them. It was never about them. They were just characters in the cast 
of the movie that is your life designed to come in at this particular scene and show you something about yourself that you could not have seen otherwise. So the story is simple. He who is without sin cast the first stone is just, it's one of the illest lines. You know what I'm saying? Like I think about, I think about Hove, you know, one of my favorite songs, uh, Streets is Watching. You know, you know, you start the song off with the thesis statement. It's like, you know, if I shoot you, I'm brainless. But if you shoot me, you're famous. What's a nigga to do? It's like, damn, that's a crazy predicament you're in there, my man. So it's like, and, and I'm not paralleling he who is out sin cast for a stone to that line directly. But I'm saying that it's one of those things that makes you think. You know, see, my job and my gift, and I tell, I say it all the time, you feed a man, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for life. But if you teach a man how to build his own pole and find his own bait, you've given him his independence and his freedom. I'm trying to set people free. I'm trying to set people free from the prison that they have created that they're blaming other people for. So the moral of the story is that Criticize others when you're perfect, which will mean you'll never do that. Don't look at other people's paper. They've taken a different test. Do your own homework because the grades you get are the grades you earn. And that's what it is. So I just wanted to bring the story to the people only because of how my daughter reacted. And I think that, you know, I think I think she got it because I was basically saying, humble up, humble up, queen. Humble up, little empress. I feel you. I feel you with your frustrations. Let me tweak it. I tell my daughter all the time. I said, let me tell you something. You're ill. I said, but how are you going to be the illest? Because you got the illest coach, which is me. And what I do is give you the benefit of perspective and context. Content without context equals confusion. You can have all the information that you want in the world, but if you don't know what to do with it or how it applies to a particular aim, then it's useless to you. Knowledge is power. It ain't power. Knowledge is merely potential power, provided you understand the application and are willing to implement. Otherwise, you got a gun with bullets and you think it's a slingshot. So that's what it is. Uh, It was more of a reflective moment. Uh, and I enjoyed the lesson. I'm going to pick up the spare when she comes home and just see how that marinated on her, see how that lesson marinated, see if the seed stuck. I know it did. I'll let y'all know in another post how that went off. But that's what it is, man. Whatever you see in others that's frustrating you about others is something that's frustrated on yourself. It's more action on the home court inside of you than it is on the away court, which is dealing with other people. Stop complaining about other people because it's really just a character in the cast of the movie that is your life trying to show you something about yourself that you've been unwilling to see up until that point. And that's what I got. On that note, if you like this, please subscribe to the podcast. If you like the vibe, you want to join the tribe, tell a friend, uh, pass it on. I appreciate y'all. I'm outro.